I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Andy J Podcast. Podcast. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Andy J Podcast. I hope you're doing really well and I hope life is going well for you. Did you survive the heat wave the other week? My goodness, I practically melted. So... I know that some of you will be expecting to hear an episode with James May. Unfortunately, we've had to postpone that for diary reasons, which is a shame. However, we did have the opportunity to hang out with the wonderful superstar comedian turned movie star par excellence. I mean, anyone that's been in Gladiator and The Mummy and Bond movies and Mamma Mia and Pirates of the Caribbean and so on, I think has earned absolutely the right to call themselves a movie star. Now, this is a man that we spoke to earlier this year, actually, Omid Jalili. Just hilarious conversation with him back on the Prolonged Conversation show where we were chatting to people for well over an hour. And Omid was such a good guest then. And do you know what? He's stayed in really regular touch with me since then via social media and text message and so on. I can tell you, he's such good company. He's just a lovely, lovely man, as well as being staggeringly funny. And when you've lived the life that he has, the number of experiences and the crazy opportunities that life has handed him make him utterly fascinating, as well as just delightful and really, really cool. So here is a special half hour or so, uh, a recap, as it were, what's he been up to since then, taken from our talk sports show, uh, the brilliant Omid Jalili. Thank you so much for your company today. I can tell you it means the world. I love how many of you have rejoined us now that we've kickstarted the show again, and so many of you have reached out already. Thank you. It really is cool. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy the chat and more to come in the next few weeks. Actually, pretty cool. Very, very special supermodel for you next week, but you can find out who that is next week. A man who is both a comedian and a movie star. And when I say movie star, we're not talking about, you know, some B-list movie that you've never heard of. We're talking about movies like The Gladiator, The Mummy, Mamma Mia 2, Spy Game, Bond, The World Is Not Enough, Pirates of the Caribbean. In fact, I could keep going on, but we don't have much time. So I'm just going to welcome the legend that is Mr. Omid Jalili. How are you doing, Omid? I'm good. Thank you, Andy. What a lovely introduction. Lovely. I'm, I'm Love it. So, this is going to be fun. <laughs> it is. I'm so pleased we're chatting again. You and I have a history of long, long chats for, for other radio stations on the same network, I should point out. But now yeah. we, we've got a, an excuse to talk kind of football, cars, sporty side of things. I want to yeah. say from the outset, though, Omid, that we do have to make it clear to our lovely listeners that you are on tour and you are very funny and you can basically be seen wherever you, wherever you live on the Good Time Tour because you're going everywhere, aren't you? I am. I'm going, I've been everywhere. There's, if you go on my website, omitjalili.net, there's a few dates left. I'm going to Edinburgh in August. I'll be there from the 5th to the, 5th to the 20th of uh, August as Amazing. well. At the Stand Comedy Club. So yeah, it's, it's the tour that keeps giving and, and, and where I'm, in, they keep inviting me, I, I keep showing up. So yeah, please 
You tell everyone far and wide I'm still on tour. I have enjoyed, Ahmed, since you and I have become best friends, which is something that we acknowledge, you know, just off air, I have enjoyed literally wherever I go, I'll see a poster wherever that, that county is or whatever, and your face will be on it with your smoking microphone performing here next week, next month, whatever. You really are everywhere. It's brilliant. Yeah, and I like that concept because um, I just said, can I put the microphone in my mouth? And they said, well, why would you want to do that? I said, well, if you, you know, nobody gets the, the concept that basically that's the, me doing stand-up and the material is smoking hot. That's the idea. Hey. And actually, and, they, and, I, and the, the standard, I literally put on Instagram, the standard thing was basically, went to see a show last night, haven't laughed so much in ages. And I don't even say who it is. They don't say where they've been. They just show a picture of me smoking the microphone, showing a smoking, nice. like the smoking hot material. So that, that's, it. That's, the, that's the standard social media response I get. They never mention me. They never mention where. <laughs> they just say I haven't laughed so much in ages. That, that's all they say. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, you know, this is your people, Ahmed. This is what, this is what you do. Yeah, this is my people. Yeah. <laughs> it's happy times. <laughs> Oh, it's good times. I mean, look, we, we've got to talk about some crazy things that have been happening over the last sort of, well, month or so. Obviously, we've been gripped with the joys of the heat wave. Are you a man that slows down or do you bask in it? I, I Well, the thing is, the last time we had a heat wave, what, what I normally do, something happened in the last heat wave. It was around 2016, 17. It was very, very hot. And I found... I got into a great game with my cat. If I, when no one's in the house, I take my clothes off and corner the cat. And we, and then he'd have to dive past the sofa to get the door, which I would have locked. Then I run to the door. Then he gets past me there. And we go backwards and forwards until I'm knackered. I'm just trying to catch him. And then I know he likes the game because when I just sit down on the sofa, watch some TV, he sits next to me and starts pawing me. I say, what happened to the game? I was enjoying that. Yes, but it's, it's a great game to play with your clothes on. <laughs> we definitely need to point out that it is very much a game, Ahmed, and not you know certain no West Ham connections with with cat based. <laughs> yes, exactly. If yes. Cat likes it. It is approving of the game. It would walk away if it wasn't. We've got to make that. Clear, I love that gift. Did you see that wonderful meme of uh, Boris Johnson walking one way and the Larry the cat saying, "I'd rather go and lift with Kurt Zuma." <laughs> And Boris tells him to get lost in no uncertain terms. Larry, Very funny. I might be wrong, but but Larry stays at number ten, doesn't he? Whoever else comes he does, in, yeah, yeah, he's he he's does. he's the ever present. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a very, very good point that you've, you've pointed that out. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm on the button with my with my political commentary. Uh, also, another lovely one that I think has, has certainly for me, I've really enjoyed it. I don't know if you've been watching any of it, but the Lionesses, you know, in the Euros, oh. the women's Euros, it's been fabulous. It, just some of the football they've been playing. Have you caught any of it, Ahmed? I have. I saw the 8-0 and, you know, coming from a country like Iran where, they try and sneak men into the women's team. If you go <laughs> online and, and, and just tap in, tap in the Iranian women's football team, there are clearly five blokes who've got the headdress and they've got pecs and they've got, you know, <laughs> it's clearly men. And I think Southgate would do well to sneak five women into the, into the England squad going to Qatar. They were great. Yeah. They were, and it was a thrill to watch. And I love, I mean, a real, um, what's the word, real lesson in finishing, because that's the thing, if you can finish. That's why I worry a little bit about Raheem Sterling coming to Chelsea. He doesn't look like, I mean, he scored lots of great goals, but it doesn't feel like a great finisher, but maybe he'll become that. But I think the the Lionesses really showed, 
you know, you get a chance, you put it away. And it's wonderful, wonderful to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I think on the Sterling thing, I think Chelsea maybe don't realise what they're getting. I watched him for Man City against Norwich in the flesh where he got a hat-trick and he could have scored from anywhere. He was precision. I mean, he was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. He's brilliant. He's brilliant at getting into positions where you can score. He's not always, but he's getting better. But I think now he's 27, this might be the final stage in his career where he's just going to get a whole lot of goals and will become one of the greats, actually. Yeah, yeah, I really believe that. That's, that's why he's made the switch. So, yeah. It's Good interesting, it's interesting to see you taking still such an interest in Chelsea because, of course, you were born and raised in Chelsea. You're a lifelong Chelsea fan. But since moving, I've I led to believe that you've sort of switched teams now, Ahmed, and you're now an Ipswich town man. No, no, you can't see. People always say that no one switches teams. If you're a proper football fan, you would never switch teams. But I've I've adopted my local team as I live in, I live in Ipswich. I'm not one of those fans. You know, there are some people that say, "Oh, I'm a big football fan." They say, "Who do you support?" Say, well, I, 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 I um, yeah, because I know lots of people who talk about Boris Johnson. <laughs> Where I live, I, I support two teams. I, I support uh, Arsenal, and I support Tottenham Hotspur. I said, well, you know, you're not a football fan." It's like supporting Celtic and Rangers. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I have shown an interest in Ipswich Town, and and I do like the fact that their new manager is Kieran McKenna, who, who was the first team coach at Manchester United, who's got them playing like a Premier League team. Mm. Now, when you watch League One football, it is funny because things happen like it's, it seems like a pass back. There's a pass back, and you go, "There's a pass back." There's now it wasn't. Even, he needed it back or it just went off his groin <laughs> yeah, and the goalkeeper didn't mean it. it up. <laughs> he didn't mean it, yeah. Because then you, I thought, I'm sure that's a pass back. Then you look at the rules and a pass back is where the ball, if under the knee, if it, if it hits under the knee, it goes back to the keeper, he can't pick it up. So in League One, it can go off the knee, go off the thigh, it can go off your groin and they, they understand it. Whereas someone who's been watching Premier League football, I go bananas. But to see Ipswich Town playing that amazing one-touch football that Kieran McKenna's got them playing. They didn't win too many games, but in the second half <laughs> of the season, it was, it was very obvious they were playing better football. So That's I'll nice. be going down to Port. Portman Road's just down the road from me, so I'll, I'll go and see them again. Nice. Yeah, that makes you a, tr- a sort of part-time tractor boy then. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. part-time tractor part-time, boy. Part-time, part-time. You, you're almost like Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> Why? What is he? Is he a, he's a Chelsea fan and a what? And a farmer. <laughs> I love it. There you go. Very good. <laughs> very good. You, you can have that one. I mean, if you if you very if you good. need That's it, yeah. <laughs> add it to the add it to the uh, repertoire. I'm I sure. gave a talk actually. I spoke to the uh, fans at half time on a Tuesday night game against Cheltenham. There's twenty one thousand people there. Can you believe it? Twenty one thousand people. That's brilliant. And the guy in the tunnel said to me, "Why have you why have you come to Ipswich?" And I said, "Well." I came here to have a hip replacement, and it went very, very well. So I'm the only person who moved. To, I'm the only person to move to Ipswich for a hip switch. Hey. And it actually got a massive laugh. <laughs> All my comedian friends said, like, "Don't do that; it's a crap joke." And I said, "No," and they actually laughed. So it was. Uh, they've got a sense of humour there. Back of the net. I love it. I love it. So I've got to chat to you about cars. Uh, sure. I mean, firstly, your own real life relationship with cars is is one that's connected to a, a few points and a fair few fines, if you don't mind me saying. Yes, I've I've had a I've had a few. Um, I should never have done that. You should never do jokes in court. Quite a few <laughs> years ago, that's the thing. You never do jokes. I remember the the, the judge said, "Mr. Jilly, you have thirty six points on your license uh, with another eighteen pending, which takes up to fifty four points, which is a UK 
record currently. <laughs> we are going to we're going to we're going to ban you from driving for six months. Do you have anything to say? And stupidly, I said, "Could you give me a lift to the station, Your Honour?" And um, and he said, "That's not funny." And I actually dropped my head. I've never dropped my head after a gag. And I, I kind of like smiled. And then he said, "That's not funny." And I just dropped my head with my hands in front of me. So um, yeah, but that's because I do so much driving. That's the problem. This latest tour now, we have to travel. Well, during COVID, we had to travel ourselves. So I've racked up thirty-eight thousand miles. And uh, yeah, I've been everywhere. Solid, I've been yeah. I've been all over the country. So yeah, it is pretty solid. But you know, you you, you got. You, I know all the service stations. I, I I meet people at service stations. I'm friends with lots of coach drivers now. <laughs> who've all taken pictures with me. I, I know I know them by name. I know Colin. I know Stanley. I know Mac. And we often meet on. Literally, there are people who are like full time bus drivers and uh, I've become friends with them over the it. last nine months. So it's great. <laughs> I love it. You're becoming long distance Omid. This is, this is just terrific. Um, I mean, you know, on that, we have a game we like to play with our celebrities sort of quite regularly called dream drives. It's a pretty simple, yes. fun little construct. You know, it's, it's what would you drive? Where would you be driving? But crucially, here's the big bit. Who would be your up to four famous faces, passengers? They can be celebrities. They can be fictional characters. The, the only rule is that they can't be people we haven't heard of. Right. Okay. I'm happy. Let's go. Let's all right. Go. So all right. What do I have to do? What's first? Choose the car. What would you? Yeah. Choose the car. That would be good. I've had a few cars. I, I would never choose a car which I hadn't driven. So okay. I've driven a few cars, from you know Nissan Sunnies to Nissan Micras. Steady on. At the beginning of my career, I literally was going up and down the country in a Nissan Micra. Um, the best car I have driven, which is now my car of choice, I would say. And I'm not just saying this because. You know, Jerry Seinfeld's show, Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee, he often introduces the car, yeah. which then somehow reflects on the comedian. So I've chosen a Lexus RX 450. Fair play. Um, because it is, like me, it is rotund. <laughs> it is, it's round. It's, it's solid. And it gets you place. It does the job <laughs> in the most smooth <laughs> way. I was going to say, it's luxurious as well, isn't it? It's comfortable. It's comfortable. It's luxurious. It it can take a lot of people. You can fit, you know, four people, maybe even five people comfortably, and it's never let me down. It's never broken down. There's been very, nothing has gone wrong with it. In thirty eight thousand miles, I've had one service, and it didn't even make a difference to the usually when you get a car service, it makes a difference to yeah, the driver. Yeah. This it didn't make a difference at all. Nice. And I would say it is. It's It gets the job done, and I don't even think about it. That's so it reflects with my act when someone says, "Oh, fun, funniest show I've ever seen." You don't even, you don't even just. It's it's so good you don't even reference it. Like, like they never mention my name or where they've seen me. It just just this is a car that got me made to be did the job. But it, it, I, it, I don't really care. I don't go around telling people, "Oh, I've got a Lexus. The Lexus is so great." I never talk about it. It's the only time I'm talking about it now with you. But I'm, I'm giving it my full appreciation nice. because it's so good. It's so good, I don't even think about it. Hello, it's John Marco here from our sister podcast, The Driven Chat Podcast. Right now, you're listening to The Andy J Podcast, and it's quite good, isn't it? In fact, do me a favour, give it a little review, five stars, and wherever you're listening, hit that little subscribe or follow button because it does help. See you around. The Andy J Podcast.
Look at that. So, I mean, so next time we chat, when for the next tour, it's going to be sponsored by Lexus, isn't it? They're going to be listening to this going, hang on a second, we've got a celebrity ambassador on our hands here. No, if, I get, if I've got an opportunity, I'm, I'm going in a Lamborghini now. I've made, I've made no money. I've made no money in this tour. But if, if there is a next tour, I'll be going in a Lamborghini. Definitely. Love it. Love it. Okay, so you're, you're in the Lexus. You've chosen the Lexus. Where are you going? What's your dream journey? Well, look, I've just said to you, I've done 38,000 miles. So I've been everywhere. I've just got a Scotland a Scotland uh, tour coming up soon. So I haven't quite gone to Scotland, but there are lots of places I wouldn't go where you'd think would be amazing. Like people say, oh, the Amalfi Coast. Mm. I was in the Amalfi Coast recently. I felt sick within the first five minutes. It's awful. It's all, <laughs> it's, you just think, oh, it's beautiful sea and you're driving on the side. No, it's up, up a mountain range and you felt, you'll feel sick. And you feel awful. So definitely nowhere in Italy, nowhere in Germany, because they drive so fast there. I would have to say it would be, um, th- th- there's a lovely drive once you get down to Cornwall, actually, when you go, I did Truro recently, and the okay. drive was really pleasant. Yeah. It was from the, the, the it would be the, um, <laughs> when I talk about the people I'm going to take with me, they probably wouldn't appreciate it, but it's all A-roads going down to Truro from Devon. So I would say there's a little stretch of about 50, 60 miles which is really lovely. And also Wales. I would say if I, somewhere in Wales is always lovely to drive. True. And it's all, it's all A roads, but there's nothing but wonderful uh, terrain and it's very beautiful during the day. So yeah, it would be Cornwall or Wales. Yeah. Love it. Like, I mean, you're talking about two roads there where you could stop anywhere and it's picture postcard, isn't it? So that's, I mean, it's picture, but there's lots of things you can buy cherries. But you, you, you think, oh, there's no service stations, but if you stop there, you'll get a bacon sandwich and a chocolate. But suddenly they're selling a, you know, a pound of cherries for a couple of quid on the side. So <laughs> you stop and get a watermelon. It's brilliant. You, you see that in what you see it in Wales that a lot. You see it in so the big bit then of it, you know, we, we're in the Lexus. We're driving. We, we, you've just picked up two pounds worth of cherries. Who's who's joining you? Who's eating those cherries in your car? Well, the first person I would take, and I'm not just saying this because he was a Chelsea player, but he's genuinely one of the most. I got to meet him and got to know him a bit. Was Eden Hazard. Oh, nice. Because he he is really entertaining. He's someone who is, uh, he's very funny. When I first met him at the um, Chelsea training ground, I was doing a little video for Chelsea Football Club, and he just had a root canal. And I said, yeah, can we just do a little bit of filming with you? He goes, yeah, that's sure, as long as you just be careful of how the root canal. So I threw the ball at his head, and he caught it brilliantly. <laughs> and, he, and he just said, what the hell are you doing? He goes, do, do you want me to... Do you want me to, but he said to me, do you want me to scythe tackle you now? Do you want me to put you in hospital? <laughs> do you want, and he started listing all these things that he would do to me in that weird Belgian accent. His English is very, very good. And he's very, very funny. I found him to be highly entertaining. And then at the, there, was a, there was a great moment uh, we had together at the end of year when Chelsea won the league in 2016-17. Again, Jamie Vine was the host, but I was going around interviewing the players. And remember, Eden Hazard had a terrible season that season. He hadn't really played properly. Okay. So I went up to him. I went up to him. I said, Eden, what would you do after football? Would you become an actor? Because we've got a couple of, as you've got the personality for it, we've got a couple of Chelsea players, Vinnie Jones and Frank the Berthwood into acting. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, no, 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 only footballer. I said, I said, so you wouldn't act? He went, no. I said, but last season you played the role of someone who couldn't play football at all. <laughs> and, and he laughed. Savage. And he laughed. He, he laughed. And he, went, he, and he just looked at me. He goes, come on. Um, the goal against Spurs that handed Leicester City the title. Come on. Like that. <laughs> and, the, and the crowd gave him a massive round of applause because he, t- he took the joke and he came back with, 
with uh, uh, he kind of he, he's like I heckled him and he but he came back with something great that got a laugh and a round of applause. So he's someone who thinks on his feet. He's intelligent and actually you can tell so much about a player by the way he plays, about his personality. You love the way he plays. His jinking runs and he plays with such joy. He's a joyous person. So I would I would need someone like that in the car who just. Who, who's like me, I'm a joy giver and I like to be around other joyous people. I love that. Plus, if you stop for a kick around. Exactly. Amazing. <laughs> Fabulous. Okay, so here's your, here's your first celebrity guest. Who else, is, who else is on the journey with you? The second um, guest I would definitely have would be John McEnroe. Oh. I think Mac, McEnroe is somebody who's never short of a word. He'll always have something to say. And he'll always have an opinion. And... In the 1980, this is a true story, actually, 1981 Wimbledon final. You know, he had the amazing 1980 final, which he lost to Borg. Yeah. I became obsessed with um, John Mack. I was about 14 at the time. Uh, and then when I became 50, I started playing tennis quite seriously. I was playing, you know, tennis tournaments. And I love John McEnroe because he, he had the right, as a player who was so technically proficient, he had the right to try and see the nonsense in the game and try and change it. So, so when he, when he goes, you cannot be serious. If you look at it, there is chalk dust and the ball landed on the line clearly. So it's because of him that we now have Hawkeye. We now have, he, he, he intrinsically changed some very stuffy things at the all England club. And, and I like that. I like the people who, the people who make real change, the real activists are the ones who are genuinely excellent themselves. And when you get to know him and listen to him at Wimbledon, He's, he's absolutely brilliant. I mean, he's about 60 years old now, but, but he's someone I've always admired, not just for his opinions, but if you watch him play, even on the seniors tour, his touch, you know, yeah. he, he, you know, as a player, he kind of revolutionized the topspin lob, the backhand topspin one-handed um, shot, which was so wonderful to see. He was so brilliant uh, at that. And um, having got to know his dad, interesting, I sat next, I sat next to his dad, <laughs> And I got very friendly with his dad, and he kept saying things like, "Oh, John, or John, or this is this is like Edinburgh, so not Edinburgh, so this is Wimbledon '82, '83." And he was like saying, "Yeah, John's a bit, you know, he's a bit of a perfectionist. He's like me. This is a problem. He's like me, and um, and I'm trying to knock that out of him. That he's got to be a bit calmer to himself. It's a New York thing. So I've always been obsessed with him, and I've always, as I've got older, and I realised at that time when you're going as a 15 year old to Wimbledon, you realise he's only." what, four or five years older than you? Yeah. So in those days, it's now when I see he's 60, 60, 61, or how old I'll be, I think he's someone I'd love to sit down and chat with. And I think we'd enjoy each other's company. But when you're 15, he, he was a real role model. He really was someone who um, spoke out. He's someone who wasn't scared. And someone was, you know, his, his artistry in tennis was something. So I remember playing football at the time, thinking, I'm an artist. I want to be an artist like John McEnroe. He said, what are you talking about? You're playing left back. And I was saying, you should be like Kenny Sanson. Yeah. I said, no, I want to be an artist like John McEnroe. And I used to shout at the referees and get sent off. So I think that he, he, was a, he was a great role model. But I know some people called him super brat and they thought he was awful. But actually, he was very, very good for the game. And, you, and when you get to know him, He's morally very sound. He's a good guy. Oh, and brilliant. I think that's, that, that's, that's why I would have him in the car, because he, he'll, he'll, uh, he'll keep me entertained. He's a great choice. I love that you name-checked Kenny Sampson as well, by the way. There's a blast from the past. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely fella he is. And of course, on McEnroe, there's a new show out about him, isn't there? I think there's a, Yeah, there's a yeah. new film. I just discovered it, a new film, a bit like those Asif Kapadia films, like Maradona and, and Ayrton Senna. 
it is, it, it's going to be absolutely, but I can't wait to see it. I'm actually, I'm actually going to try and see it tonight. So yeah, Brilliant. it's a great film. Out. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Okay. So those, you got Hazard, you've got McEnroe already is a very sporty car. I love this. You've got two more. Who else, who else is going to join you on this wonderful trip? Well, definitely the, 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 everyone has showbiz friends and everyone has your favorites. Now I've, I've got quite a few favorites. I'm very good friends with, you know, other comedians, you know, Rob Bryden, Sanjeev Bhaskar, I, I'm good mates with a lot of them. Jason Manford, I, I know everyone, Bill Bailey. I was good friends with Sean Locke before he died um, tragically last year. Yeah. But I, the person who I have um, a brilliant love-hate relationship with is David Baddiel. Oh, nice. And, and he's someone, because he, he says he's very, what's the word? He's quite on the spectrum when it comes to telling the truth. Everything he says has to be truthful. And I, I'm against that totally when it comes to comedy because he only wants to do comedy that's truthful. Whereas if I see people who go up there and they tell a story because, oh, by the way, everything I've said is true, I said, well, where's the art? Where's the, you know, make something up, make me laugh. The stuff that's true in my life is never that funny. So I, I, like, to, I like to bend it. I like to show my own genius artistry to make it funny. So um, I, I would have him in the car just to wind him up. And he's he, he, both of us. Both of us, we see ourselves as people that we're, we're pretty, we're pretty woke in that sense that we we try not to be racist. But you know, I'll always try and wind him up with Jewish jokes. And <laughs> I'll always do things. Like, if I'm on telly with him, I'll always do a terrible Jewish joke that usually gets the the the, the win is when the presenter says uh, we just like to apologize for that joke if anybody was offended yeah, and then yeah. they, they, cut to, yeah. they cut to me smiling and david Beale shaking his head <laughs> just, i'm always doing stuff <laughs> just, to, just to wind him up and i think that would add a wonderful dimension to the car where he's and he's he's, he's genuinely entertaining he's, he's a really good person to chat with he's always got something to say but he's very easy to wind up, and I, and I and I love that. Oh, I love it! So there's a bit of tension in the car as well. This is this is yes, fabulous. Exactly. But, you need that. You need a bit of tension. <laughs> you do. David's terrific. I mean, we we had him on the show recently. He's a lovely, lovely bloke. He was on the podcast for a, a nice long chat. He's a very nice man. So yeah, I can completely yeah. see how you guys would would have that love hate thing. And so your last, your final guest, who makes it? Who gets the final seat in your car? For me, it has to be one person, and I'd only have one question to ask him and that would be Zinedine Zidane Ooh, la la okay and the question is what did Marco Matarazzi really tell you yeah well, to, 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 to promote know, the headbutt yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah yeah but I was in the stadium by the way I was at the World Cup final in Berlin and none of us saw what happened all we saw was a red card to Zinedine Zidane so you didn't see the, the headbutt you didn't see we didn't see it no because wow, okay. we're following the game yeah. the, the game goes on and he turns around and he butts uh, Matarazzi and the ball is quite far away so we're all following the game we didn't see what happened in fact I'll be honest with you a lot of us didn't even see Matarazzi go down because he was he was up he was down for a bit then he was up again right, so right. it was thank god we got texts and everyone's saying we 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 uh, Matarazzi headbutt and people are like People are asking, what's going on, what's going on? And they were like saying, he butted Matarazzi. He goes, did he? And we didn't actually see it. Now, now, the interesting thing is, I've been told for a fact that what has been put out in the press about why he butted him, that he, he insulted his wife or his mother or his sister, that's easy, but it's not that. It's definitely not that. And the actual story, which is what I've heard, is so unbelievable, and I can't even repeat it, 
on uh, radio now, but it is so unbelievable and so incredible. I would have to ask him now we're together. Tell us what really happened because it is so inc- it's so fantastic. And if it's true, if it is true, it, it's the most sensational bit of sports psychology uh, ever in any sport. Any to, to say this one thing at that time, which we're told the manager Marcello Lippi told Materazzi to say to him, if it goes into extra time, oh, wow. say this to him and he will lose it, and then he'll get sent off, and then even if it goes to penalties, it would, would have broken the French spirit, because it's his, it was his last game in football. Yeah. And they said that will throw him that will throw him off, and it will throw the whole French team off. And it's exactly what happened, because the, the one thing he said, which, which we're not allowed to repeat, and it's very simple, it's a repeatable thing to say, but there is such history, there is such history and the, the basis is there was an injunction taken out by Zidane when he was at Juventus, when Marcello Lippi was the manager, and Marcello Lippi signed that injunction. So you don't say this one thing that happened. So when Marcello Lippi has told Materazzi to say this, Zidane knows that Lippi has betrayed him wow. and knows that this whole thing is out. And that is the moment he knows will get him to butt him because he's not just butting Marco Materazzi he's butting Marcello Lippi he's he's butting the whole of Italy he's butting anyone who was in wow. football at that club in Juventus wow uh, and that is what I've been told by a few people it's not just one person it's a few people who seem to keep this this, this secret bubbling over and it's not up to me to to release it but it's nothing to do with his mum or his sister. And I may even get into trouble even if this goes up, but, but that's all I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to say. Um, but it is, it's, if that is the case, I would need to ask him, what is it now? And, and surely 16 years later, you can, you can reveal. I mean, you hope so. But that's why I would have him. He's yeah. going to be in the car. He's relaxed. He's sitting with McEnroe. Hazard's there. So they probably know each other from the scene. You know, David Baddiel's probably chucked in a few gags. He's going to be chilled out. And then you come in with that one question. He's probably, mouthful of cherries, as you know. He's probably going to go there. He's probably going to tell you what's happened. I, I mean, think just because, because the people in the car, <clears throat> he'd want to seek our approval. He'd want us to like him. And frankly, I'll set it up. This is the only way we'll like him. It's just the beans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we leave you at the side of the road. Yeah. I mean, amazing. Wow. Uh, Ahmed, you need to use your power of celebrity, which is huge, by the way. Your reach is colossal. So you need to use your power of celebrity to make this happen. Even if there's no Hazard and there's no Badil and there's, uh, you know, no McEnroe, if it's just you and Zidane, we need this journey to happen because the, this now is a story that needs to have a conclusion. I mean, in the public. I, 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 would, I, I would happily take three members of Love Island, as long as Zidane <laughs> was there as well. Wow. And that's saying something. That's a commitment. <laughs> that's... Actually, David Baddiel said, <laughs> you know, my tweets never get any of these, but he's a bit annoyed me because I retweeted something he said, because he, he was, he's been watching Love Island and he goes, whenever they do a quiz, all the questions are about sex. It's never about who won the FA Cup <laughs> after the war, <laughs> which, which I thought was a great tweet, but it got absolutely nothing. And I think after I retweeted it, he had a few. He had a few likes were taken away. Uh, I think so he lost <laughs> a few likes. Amazing. That often happens. 
Amazing. <laughs> oh, brilliant. I mean, look, it's, it's always such a joy chatting to you. I absolutely love it. And of course, we need to reiterate people, no doubt, lots of people have been listening, laughing their heads off to you as we've been chatting. They can see you in the flesh for real, potentially even get a selfie with you at some stage of the gig. Basically yeah. everywhere, the Good Times Tour. And of course, the best part of August, you're going to be in Edinburgh. Yes, Edinburgh Stand, which is on George Street. And uh, come along, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not saying I'm the saviour of stand-up, but if you, people just want to come and laugh, if they're, they're, what's, what's great is a lot of people said they've, they've, they haven't laughed because there's nothing to laugh at the last couple of years, but they've come and they've, they've refound the joy of, of laughing because actually one belly laugh, apparently, is physiologically the equivalent of doing 20 minutes of yoga. <laughs> so, um, so come and see me and you, you don't, you don't, we only do yoga ever again. Don't need to do any stretching. There you go. You should you should call yourself the saviour of stand-up and just see how people get on with that. I mean, why not? Why not? Brilliant, why not? Thank you so much, mate. It's been an absolute joy. I really, really love talking to you. Thank you very much for coming on again. It's, it's such a pleasure, man. Thank you very much very indeed. Much. Take care, Andy. Happy Thank days. you too. The Andy J Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.